Welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tubes Show. I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren, and I'm here to help you live your best food life following or during head and neck cancer treatment. Thanks for listening and hanging out with me here today. This is a lived experience and one that I think is better shared. And what do I know? Well, in late 2018, I was diagnosed with oropharyngeal cancer and I went on to have a third of my tongue removed, both tonsils, the tumour, 30 lymph nodes and 30 chemoradiotherapy sessions. I also had a peg tube feed for 15 months and ate nothing orally in that time. So grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Hello everybody, thank you for joining me. Today's episode, episode 37, and I'm going to be discussing uh, the topic advocate for yourself. One of the things that I found, um, particularly, particularly as I was going through treatment, and more so immediately after I'd finished treatment, um, you know, I was exhausted, as we all are. Uh, the treatment's pretty barbaric and we know that we all get extremely tired and for a while there it was really good just to let people do whatever they wanted to do to help me Um, and you know I didn't have a lot of say in it because frankly I didn't have the energy to think too much about what other people could do to help me or I couldn't think much about what food people could make me to eat because I didn't know. I literally didn't know what I didn't know. So that's what I want to talk about today, advocating for yourself because at some point in this treatment, I recognised that I had absolutely no control over what was going on with me, my body, my food, what I could eat, what I couldn't eat, I had absolutely no control over any of those things. And for me, for someone who's pretty fiercely independent, and you may well be the same, and I, you know, I don't have a spouse, so I'm used to looking after myself and my own health and managing my day and working out what I was going to do and when I was going to do it. And I suddenly realised and found in the middle of this treatment that I had to kind of start working out how to manage everybody else around me. And by that I mean, mean, um, you know, you've got all these medical appointments that you've got to attend and you've got to be organised to remember when to go to them and when to take this and what to do then and how to fix this and how do I I operate. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a spouse to help you do this, and I know people who have got uh, nursing staff who are their spouses, which I think makes it a bit easier because nurses just seem to know (laughs) what to do and when to do it. So whenever my nursing friends opted to help me, it was always – 
graciously accepted because they just knew how to do it without um, causing me discomfort or annoyance or irritability or um, any of those things that, you know, can sometimes be provoked if someone with the best intentions is actually just irritating you. So um, working out my needs, do you know what you need? And that was one of the things that um, I used to read in social media was quite difficult for people to come to terms with because uh, I think a lot of people don't actually intuitively know what they need. They're not listening to their bodies, so they don't necessarily know what they need. And that can relate to something as simple as I'm tired, I'm exhausted, or guess what? you need to rest. You need to do nothing. You need to watch a back-to-back series on Netflix. You need to literally be in bed and just do nothing and let someone look after you. Um, And, you know, advocating for your needs doesn't necessarily mean you're out there trying to do everything yourself. It means knowing and learning and understanding when to ask for help. And if you know what you need, then you know how to ask for help, who to ask for help, and what sort of things you should be telling them so that they can um, give you their best service and best assistance, if you like. And in that, I'm referring to uh, in Australia, I don't know whether you have this in other parts of the world, but in Australia, and certainly locally to me here, we have nursing staff and medical staff that actually are the mediators between the patients, people like us, and the oncologists or the surgeons or the radiotherapists, and they sit between the patient and the medical team and they coordinate things for you. And one of the things that I found, and this is why I thought advocating for yourself is a really good topic to discuss, was... um, you know, when you've got a niggle or you've got a pain or you can't do this or your feeding tube's gone awry or this has happened or you've got pain in your gum or your teeth hurt or what do you do about that? What do you do about some of the protocols that are available to you and do you know that there are protocols available to you? So I really very much focus this around my food. Um and my tube feeding and getting off my tube feeding and understanding and communicating what I needed to the right people at the right time to ensure that I was getting the right medical advice to enable me to start eating again. Now, unfortunately for me, I didn't use um, a dietitian. I had one available, but I didn't use one because I... Well, I kind of knew what I was doing with food because that's the background that I've come from. But if you don't come from a food background, uh, it might be very useful for you to go and talk to a dietitian, either at your local hospital or somewhere, um, you know, in a in a facility that enables you to talk to a dietitian. That you can do that in conjunction with a speech language pathologist. Um, and get yourself some information and some help around what foods you should be eating, what you can eat, 
Um, and if you don't know what you can eat, then you need to start that experimental journey. You need to have a look at IDSI. You need to work out what textures um, you can manage. The other thing about advocating for yourself, I was told over and over again, don't eat this, don't eat that, don't try this, don't do that. Um, and to some extent I listened, but mostly I, 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 I took it on board. I took the advice on board, but I also made sure that I experimented and I did try things that I was told not to try, um, things like chilli. Uh, and, you know, I'm not saying bite into a, a red-hot, um, you know, um, a scud chilli or a, something like that, you know, that will just knock you off the edge. But um, curries and things, I, t- I started very, very gradually and built up, built up. But you have to do that with curry anyway or any kind of chilli in my experience. So advocating for yourself is all about communicating your needs and making sure that you know what your needs are so you know who to communicate to. And I think in this advocating for yourself space, um, you need to be mindful and make sure that it is creating the best possible food environment for you. Um, I dropped a few people off my medical team because I didn't need them Um, and I added a few in um, that suited me. Again, I'm not a medical expert, but I know enough about my own um, body and my own um, mental state that I was able to work with myself, if you like. I sort of stepped out of my own body and looked at myself and went, what do you need here? What advice are you giving yourself um, to ensure that you working towards the best food life that you can have. Now, for those that have been listening to me for a while, you know that I'm always banging on about this best food life. And that's why I'm here because I there was there was nothing else for me. There was no other focus for me other than getting off that peg tube, getting back to social eating again and making sure even now nearly three and a half four years out in a couple of months it will be four years for me, Um, you know, and every day, even now, I'm still working on living my best food life. So everything I do around advocating for myself is I just check in and go, are the choices and the decisions that I'm making now, um, are, are they positive steps and are they incremental steps to ensuring that I'm creating my best food life and environment right now. So that's today's episode, um, advocating for yourself and what that might mean for you. Each and every one of us is going to be a little bit different. And if you go back to episode 18, I think it was, and I talked about food goals. This kind of dovetails into episode 18 around those food goals and what's been successful for you. Have you been able to work up to eating a particular food item? Now it's like 
why was that so problematic, you know? Now I eat it without sort of thinking about it. Have a look at those food goals. Have a listen to episode uh, 18 again and listen to what I talk about there around setting food goals and what they might look like for you because this advocating for yourself is very much about setting those food goals, those food steps, if you like, where are you on the journey have you already met a milestone and you've completely overlooked it? Um, that's really important on this journey, um, as is advocating for yourself, standing up for yourself, taking control uh, over what's being put into your body, how it's being administered. Can you get greater control over that? Have you got as much control over your food menu as you possibly can or have you just left it all to the carer in your life? Um, I don't advocate for that either. Um, I think you need to stay connected to real food. I think there's a really high risk of being so removed from fresh food and trying new things, particularly if you've got someone caring for you. So that's today today's episode, advocating for yourself. Um and also go and have a look and listen again to episode 18 if you, if you haven't already done so. And if you haven't done so, go and have a look at my e-guide, which I've recently uploaded to Amazon. And that's a guide for living your best food life after head and neck cancer treatment. So as always, people, thank you for joining me here today. We're nearly coming into spring here in Australia. And I think like the rest of Australia, we're looking forward to a bit of sun finally. Um, until we meet again, um, eat well, and I thank you for spending your time with me here today. Okay, everybody, take care. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.